we went from a few years ago, we had four or five conservatives, to eight, to 12, to 18, to 27. I'm excited about the next couple of years. None of us that are in this building deserve this job. We serve at the pleasure and as servants to the people of the state of Wyoming. I don't know if this has ever happened before. Divided government within the same party. Well, it has now, and here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another scintillating installment of Morning Reload. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Divided government is when one party controls one house of the legislature and the other party controls the other house. But in Wyoming, now we have something entirely different. We all know that really, while Republicans do have a supermajority in the houses of the legislature, the margin is far smaller than it appears from the outside. You have the redcoats, you know, people that claim to be Republicans just so they can get elected, but their policies are very much on the Democrat side. And then you have the folks that truly represent Wyoming values, the values of most Wyoming citizens. Lower taxes, small government, a respect for life, and the belief that the government doesn't have any business making decisions for you. So essentially, you have two parties within a party. Horribly confusing, I know. To further complicate the matter, now we have one house of the legislature whose leadership is controlled by two different parties who are members of the same party. Woo! Don't worry, I'll keep this all straight for you. Saturday in Casper, the Republican caucuses of both houses of the legislature met to decide what their leadership was going to look like. The Senate was not that big of a surprise at all. None of the leadership races were contested, and so Ogden Driscoll was elected to be the Senate president, Dave Kinski is the Senate vice president, and Larry Hicks is the Senate majority floor leader. The House of Representatives, on the other hand, is the confusing mess that I alluded to earlier. Albert Somers, who is arguably the most liberal member of the Republican Party in the state of Wyoming, was elected Speaker of the House, and Representative Chip Nyman of Hewlett was elected House Majority Floor Leader. Those two guys come from almost completely polar opposite viewpoints. Chip Nyman is one of the more outspoken members of the House Freedom Caucus. So the two most powerful positions in the House of Representatives are controlled by people of two completely opposite political viewpoints. As far as the specific races go, Mark Jennings, who most people thought was going to be elected Speaker of the House, was defeated by Albert Somers by a vote of 30 to 27. So essentially, Mark lost by two votes. As you recall, I was among the people who thought Mark would win the caucus vote. Chip Nyman was running against Representative Jared Olson of Cheyenne. That race was decided by one vote, 
Though all of these races were decided by a secret ballot, eventually we'll be able to deduce who voted where. It'll just take us a little time and see how things shake out. So in any case, you have divided government within one house, within two parties who are members of the same party. Shortly after the vote, I was able to speak with Representative Mark Jennings and get his reaction to being defeated by Representative Albert Somers for Speaker of the House. It was kind of noisy where we were at, so the audio isn't the best. But listen close, and you'll be able to hear what he has to say. Welcome to Cowboy State Politics, Mark. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Always enjoy it. So I guess, what are your thoughts after the vote? You know, um, for the speaker, I was disappointed. Um, we got to within two votes, and... Um, not as much disappointed for me as for the conservative base out there, the grassroots that really has started moving this state to the right, um, where I think it ought to be, and um, back to Judeo-Christian values and principles, and um, instead we chose leadership that has not always followed that. But we'll see. Well, we did We did win one of the leadership races with Chip, Chip Nyman as majority floor leader. Yes. And that was a really, really big deal. Um, it, it means that our bills and stuff, if they make it through committee, and um, when they come to the floor, he will manage how quickly they move up to be heard. And so we'll have, hopefully, a much better opportunities than we've had in the past. Now, at last we spoke, you have some legislative priorities that you wanted to, to move forward in the legislature. Have those changed now that the leadership situation is different? It could. Um, in the past, the current leadership was part of the last uh, cycle's leadership, and they were part of stopping the crossover voting bill. They were part of uh, the men and women's sports. They put that away. And so I think that with the numbers the grassroots has sent us, I think it will be much harder for them to stop that kind of thing. And um, and these are really good people that have been sent down there. A lot of them are really good. I cannot tell you how happy I am with them. Um, we're going to see some... We're going to see... It'll be a fight. The next two years, it will be a battle. But I think it clearly went the right direction. Not as much as we wanted, but it is going the right way. So let's talk numbers real quick. Last year, the Freedom Caucus had roughly 15 to 18 members. 18, usually. Where are we at now? Um, I think you're sitting at about 27. So, major gains there. Yes, major gains. It was, like I said, uh, the good Lord's been very gracious to the, to the people of Wyoming, and if they keep this up and they pay attention, keep uh, voting out some of these uh, rhinos and putting in some, some good conservatives, you're going to see this turn this around within another cycle. Well, Mark, I'm obviously disappointed about the outcome of the vote today, but uh, thank you very much for taking some time to visit with me. Also got Representative-elect Ken Pendergraft sitting here. Just get, get your thoughts. It was kind of a kick in the pants. This is one of those things that I've thought about and envisioned for a long time. I had the opportunity a couple days ago to step out on the House floor and actually speak there. And it is an awesome place. And I don't use that word loosely. To watch the process over the last few days, to watch the caucus, 
and to watch the posturing is a fascinating thing to see. You mentioned Mark 27 people. Well, the entire house is only 62. We went from a few years ago, we had four or five conservatives to eight, to 12, to 18, to 27. I'm excited about the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some great things. Well, guys, thank you very much, and I suggest we go have some lunch. Thank you, David, for having us. Anytime. All in all, pretty hopeful after losing an election for Speaker of the Wyoming House. The other consequential race, and as it turns out, the big surprise out of Saturday, was Chip Nyman defeating Representative Jared Olson for House Majority Floor Leader. Last night, I was able to speak with Representative Chip Nyman, the soon-to-be House Majority Floor Leader for the 67th Wyoming Legislature. And I'll play that for you after an obscene profit timeout, which, by the way, I am eternally grateful for. This installment of Morning Reload is brought to you by 307 Cowboy Country. They are Central and Southeastern's Wyoming's full line of Montana shed dealers. If you're in the market for a backyard shed to put all of your lawn equipment in, or you need a garage or maybe a greenhouse to grow some tomatoes over the winter, well, then you should call my friends Bryce and Melody Reese at 307-441-1815. Montana Shed Center, Buildings for Life. Morton Buildings is your source for all types of metal building construction. They're the experts in what they do, and they've been doing it longer than anybody else around. So whether you need a garage or a barn or maybe a roping arena so you can do all your rodeo stuff during the winter or a giant warehouse for your huge business, well, you should call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. Whatever type of metal structure you're thinking about, Call Nick and Jesse. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. New episodes of Cowboy State Politics are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday mornings. Normally, every Thursday morning beginning at 10 a.m. is Cowboy State Politics Live. Now, this Thursday is going to be a little bit different because it's Thanksgiving. I'm taking the day off. So every other Thursday that's not Thanksgiving or Christmas or some other major holiday, you can catch Cowboy State Politics live at 10 a.m. And you can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or you can look at the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now, back to our program. mentioned before the break, last night I was able to catch up with Representative Chip Nyman. Here's what he had to say. One of the big victories that conservatives had at the Republican, the House Republican Caucus meeting on Saturday was Representative Chip Nyman of Hewlett was elected House Majority Floor Leader. Chip, welcome to Cowboy State Politics. Glad to be here, David. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. 
Kind of an unusual election yesterday, wouldn't you say? It was exciting. It was interesting. Um, I think uh, some folks were pretty shocked and stunned at the outcome from from, from both sides, quite frankly. I uh, look forward to seeing where we head from this point on. But I think it's it was quite a quite a day yesterday. I'm just I, I'm amazed. I'm humbled and um, just really. Uh, probably pretty hard to take it all in right now it, it is say. it is david i mean it's kind of you know it's it's an amazing thing i mean it wasn't like i didn't know what i was doing or what i was running for but you know it's just to see and how the dynamics were played out and everything like that and and the discussion and how close the vote was but uh, to have the have the majority support of my caucus um and their uh support of me and what i say and what i i believed in and what i believe and how i want to move forward with the party and and to see see the party grow and to help us to work together and and to do good things and and help the people of the state of wyoming prosper I, it was exciting it was good and i was thankful and and there's a lot of work ahead of us and uh, i'm i'm interested and excited to to get going and to help all those legislators i mean the, it, the amazing part to me was, you know, to look out at that group of people as I, I gave my my speech and uh, to realize that, you know, 27 of those members are new. And, and I've heard yeah. that uh, that is the largest freshman class, I think, that uh, has ever been in the Wyoming House of Representatives since 1890 when we first became a state. <laughs> so It's a direct result of Wyoming citizens wanting to tell the legislature that they want to change. I mean, that's why so many incumbents lost their races and why you have a freshman class of 27 legislators. I, I agree, David. I, I think, and I even mentioned that in my, in my speech, you know, I think if you don't take from the primary and then again, in our general election this year, the fact that the people of this state are moving more to the right, uh, the conservatives, I mean, we there was two Democrats that were removed and replaced with Republicans, a Libertarian, an Independent retired or, or didn't choose to run again. All of those that were the, that were uh, taken out in the general were replaced with Republicans. And yeah. so I think it's just indicative of where the people are and what they're wanting to see in their leadership. And uh, I think um, it would be foolhardy not to recognize that and to to respect the, the voice of the people and to work diligently to try to, to respect what they have to say, uh, respect where they're wanting to go. And I think that I, I'm very hopeful, David, and at this point, I am very excited about the opportunity to be able to work because quite frankly, David, there are a lot of legislators there that really do want to, to, to work together and to see some really good things done for the state. And I, and I think we stand at an opportunity here to to do some great things if people are really willing to recognize the will of the people. Well, in the position you're in, there's a lot of things that are, that are going to change right off the bat. The past times where bills go to the majority floor leader's drawer to die, that's over, Chip. I mean, with you in control, some really important legislation is going to see the light of day. And I tried to make that very transparent and very clear when I ran. Um, that my heart is in this is to make sure that when legislation comes to that house and it needs an opportunity to be openly debated and have its opportunity to be talked about and to be run through all the people that that have been sent to represent the people of this state and I think that's a critical critical thing that, that I have committed to do is to make sure 
that when to work with our Senate counterparts, you know, we, we both have very, very, very deep responsibilities from both ends of that building, from the West and from the East. But when we see legislation that's coming in from the Senate and uh, that's been passed by the Senate and by the people's elected voices in that Senate, I, I, we want to we want to make sure that that has the opportunity to be able to come and to be heard when it comes out of these committees. It needs to be heard. And uh, yes, I, I want to see this, this legislation have its uh, time to be debated openly so that people can have their voices heard through their representatives and uh, to work it out and to make sure that the people are respected for, for what they want to see done. And it has an opportunity to, to have its basically its day in court and to, uh, to let the people decide. So yes, that's, I, I am going to work diligently to make sure that legislation makes it out and onto the floor. One of the best examples of that was the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And quite frankly, that thing is really important to Wyoming citizens. Everywhere that I've gone to speak or that I've gone to a rally or that I've gone to, to any function, the topic that gets the most applause from the crowd right now, men playing in women's sports. I mean, that is really important to Wyoming citizens. And it's a perfect example of a piece of legislation that went to the majority floor leader's desk or drawer, and they didn't want it to come out. That's one of the things that, you know, with you in there, if there's a hot topic, you know, I know you, Chip, you're a fair guy and you'll let it out so we can actually talk about it. And I, and I promise to do that, David. That's a commitment I've made to the legislators and a commitment that I've made to the people of this state is to make sure that legislation has its opportunity to be able to be openly debated and to make sure that folks have their say. And in that situation with the uh, Fairness of Women's Sports Act, um, I understand and know that that piece of legislation is already in, in the queue, so to speak. Um, I believe that uh, Senator Schuler is going to be running that again. And I assure you that when that comes comes over to the House side, that that will come out of the desk and that will be on the floor and that that will be able to be openly debated and discussed and decided upon because it is, David, let's just be honest. I mean, people were were very frustrated and upset with that last year, um, but uh, I think the opportunity is here now. Um, I've already talked to several of people in the House that are very, very excited about uh, getting that piece of legislation out and open to discussion and debate and uh, to hopefully get that passed and uh, and just to listen to the will of the people and act on the will of the people. So yes, those those are the kind of things that what the people want and they're interested in need to be heard. And that's the commitment that I've made. Most Wyoming citizens have no idea what the inner workings of the House or the Senate look like. So could you just take a minute or two and explain what your new role in the legislature is going to be and how that all works um, in the process? Majority floor leader is the one that handles procedures in the House, um, works under the, the, the speaker, works with in accordance with the speaker. Um, I also work with all the leadership team. I mean, I've got, um, you know, I've got Clark Stith as our speaker pro tem and Cyrus Western. We're responsible to, to make sure that the meetings go smoothly, that uh, we get legislation out, discuss timing, make sure that we get uh, the, the floor is run efficiently, that the procedural votes and everything uh, take place. And uh, the primary thing is to make sure that legislators have that uh, good communication. And that was my commitment to the body was to make sure that legislators are, are talked with, uh, listened to, 
worked with to try to figure out how we can get uh, their legislation out and moving and so that they can be effective and that they can be responsive to the folks that voted for them. And so that's what the floor leader does. I mean, he basically manages the, uh, the floor uh, operations and make sure that things are run and handled smoothly. It, it's, it's, a, it's a huge role. It's a very important role. It has major in, it dynamic impacts and ramifications in how legislation moves through the body. And, and quite honestly, from my standpoint, as I look at this, I see that my responsibility as floor leader is to have a very good working relationship with uh, Senator Hicks who has uh, been elected to be my counterpart in the Senate side and uh, to make sure that we're, that we're in good communication and that we're working these uh, pieces of legislation back and forth and uh, making sure that the, that the work gets done and done efficiently in a timely fashion. And it's just basically managing bills on general file, you know, so that that, uh, you know, that keep them moving through, um, you know, develop a consent list, reviewing all the bills, and making sure that they're all moving through and uh, try to expedite it, make it as efficient as possible. The big key, I think, to me, David, is, is to make sure that I do a really good job of working with each legislator to hear their concerns, hear what, what's important to them, and try to work with them and uh, the speaker to try to get their legislation moving through. And, and also to, like I said earlier, you know, work with our Senate counterparts to make sure that legislation that they're getting passed uh, gets over and has the opportunity for the for our house, for uh, our opportunity to be able to opine on it and to be able to amend or or to support that legislation and do it in a timely fashion so that we can get it out and get it to the governor's desk and uh, hopefully be doing the will of the people. Your election to majority floor leader would be akin to a member of another party being elected to leadership when their opposing party is in power. It just so happens in Wyoming that Republicans control everything, but there there are really two different groups that operate within within the party, in the House and in the Senate. Is that about right? You know, I think there are. I think there's a couple of different you know viewpoints, uh, political uh, views in there, and that, that that I mean, I'm not telling anybody things that you don't know or anybody out there knows. I mean, there's a there's probably a more moderate group in that house and then there's a, a more conservative group but it is it's I, I think it was a shock I mean I, I'm I was running with Mark Jennings I supported Mark Jennings because I support and I believe in uh, the, the what Mark was running for and the fact that we're looking at a, a more conservative group of people out there that have just won um, primarily you know the, the the people of the state of Wyoming have have spoken and yes I do I mean I'm, I'm consistently pro-life I'm 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 very very adamant about the Second Amendment and the protection of our rights, and uh, I, I fully support the Republican Party platform. And I and I tried to be very, uh, and always will be very transparent with with the voters there in the, my constituents, or I guess I call them constituents, my colleagues in the Republican Caucus, is that I didn't want anybody to not know what I stand for and what I'm about. But I I do say this though, David, to me it's critical that if we're gonna do anything for these people in the state of Wyoming, we're gonna to have to work together. Absolutely. This is, we're at a point now where the, where the house is so evenly divided that we really, nobody is gonna really be able to, to do whatever they want anymore. There is no cram down. There is no just you know, forcing your way through. We need to set things that have been you know, problems aside 
And we need to look at this and we need to say, what do the people want? You know, look at these elections, see where this thing's headed, recognizing that, you know, believe it or not, how, how I've had several people say, Chip, how in the world did you get elected? I, I did. I don't know. I offered my services and my colleagues, the majority of my colleagues, and uh, decided that, that they could trust me to do what I said I was going to do. And, and, I, and I appreciate that. And I'm very, very humbled by that. And I, and I want to make sure that everybody realizes and knows that no matter which side you know, you're on, because I know that there, there are sides out there, um, we need to be for the people of the state of Wyoming. We need to be about their business, seeing what do they want? What do they see as important? Just like what we talked about earlier, um, you know, Fairness and Women's Sports Act. Um, I even made you know the, the the comment in my in my speech there before my colleagues. School choice, school choice is very important to the people of the state of Wyoming. That is, it's important all over our United States. State after state is developing uh, legislation to support parental choice in education. And I told him, I said, you know, we can't, it's coming, whether we like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, I think we need to have an honest, open conversation about how we're going to approach this and how we're going to do it in a thoughtful way that is going to respect parents' rights to, to educate their children and manage those dollars and to make sure that people have choices. You know, Thomas Jefferson, David, said that freedom is choices. And so that's, that's what we're talking about here. And the only way that we're going to have that is if we work together, let the past, they're going to have to and, and to say, hey, listen, you know, we can't keep doing this the way we've been doing and expect a different result. We're going to have to work together. And, I, and that's what I told them. I said, I'm not going to change who I am. I, I was very clear about that. But uh, I really do want to offer the opportunity to work together and I'm not going to be throwing bombs or anything like that. And I don't want anybody doing that from either side. That's counterproductive to, to helping the people of this state prosper. And that's what we're there to do. We're there to try to help this be a shining star, a shining example for other states to follow in legislation, in respect for our rights, uh, recognizing what the people of this state want. Essentially, like those of us that watch elections, um, can tell you that when you get divided government, it's there are two lessons with it. First, that voters want the process to be slowed down because when you have divided government, things slow to a crawl, that you have to work together that to get anything done. So the first lesson is the speed at which things happen. Voters want that to slow down. And the second thing that you should take from divided government is that voters are tired of you know, the the polarization that that there's always two groups, one against another in everything. So you're forced to work together. And essentially, that's what Wyoming citizens told you guys in this last election, that one, we're moving farther to the right. Um, that's why those 27 freshmen got elected and why most of them are conservatives. But some other people that got elected, too, are uh, some of the more liberal members of the Republican Party. And so the lesson, you're exactly right. The lesson that you guys should take from this election is that uh, voters want things to slow down. And second, y'all better work together or 
we'll make sure that y'all find that everybody finds a different job next cycle. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we serve at the leisure of the of the voters and, you know, and, and the House of Representatives is the closest to the people. We have to re run for reelection, as you know, every two years. So we are the most vulnerable because we need to be the most responsive. And if we're not getting our job done, then things change. And I and I just go back to that idea that we saw a very distinct paradigm shift in our primary. Yes, Although you did. There, were a lot, there was a lot of folks that uh, that you know decided to do other things. They retired or chose not to run again. But there were a lot of folks that were trying to run that got that got. Uh, removed. You know, the people spoke and they did that. And then uh, we saw it again as we watched the general election go on where we saw uh, people that were running in, in the Democrats and the Libertarians and, and uh, you know, several of these different uh, general session or general election races that were removed as well. You know, and you, if you think about what happened there with Sarah Penn, you look at, you know, with, uh, with uh, Chad Banks, you know, I mean, a Democrat down there in Sweetwater County. Um, that's something that the voters in those in those districts decided that they wanted to go a different direction. And I think that we as a house need to recognize that. And we need to work with those folks to try to see what we can do to make sure that the people in those areas have the respect that they're due, because this is a decision that they make. You know, there was, there was a statement I made when I was speaking to my colleagues. You know, I said, none of us deserve this. None of us that are in this building deserve this job. We serve at the pleasure and as servants to the people of the state of Wyoming. And so, and if we can keep our minds wrapped around that, is that we are, we are servants of, of the people of the state and we listen to them and, uh, and recognize their, you know, their position, then I think, I think we can work together, Dave. I, I'll be quite honest with you. I am, at this point, I am. I'm excited and I'm very hopeful. It is exciting to meet how many new enthusiastic uh, legislators came in that are, they are wound up, ready to go to work and they wanna do some things good for the state of Wyoming. And I'm, I am just blessed and honored to be able to be a part of that. And I'm, I'm until, I, until I can see otherwise, I am, I'm excited about getting to work with these folks um, quite frankly, I am, I'm excited to have the opportunity to work with, with the leadership, uh, with Albert and with, with uh, Clark and with uh, Cyrus. I, I think we can do some really good things, but I think we have to respect each other. We have to realize that uh, we have some differing viewpoints, but I think if we, can, if we can all get in there together and air our, our, our constituents' concerns and to be able to have open discussions and allow things to to work through the process, then I, th I think this can be a very exciting time. I hope so. Otherwise, if it's not, then, then it's going to be a two-year deadlock and the folks are going to be very frustrated and very disgruntled. And then we're going to see something else happen in two years. Well, we're all going to find out in about a month and a half. Well, yeah. Chip, I appreciate you taking the time on a Sunday evening to visit with me. Keep me updated on anything that's happening. And I, again, I really appreciate you visiting with me. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you, David. It's always a pleasure. Fascinating, to say the least. Well, that'll do it for this installment of Morning Reload. Now, one thing I didn't mention in the beginning, and perhaps I should have, is it's Thanksgiving week, and all of us should be very thankful for the gifts that God has bestowed upon us. 
On Wednesday's installment of the program, we're going to, I guess you would say, create a tradition on Cowboy State politics. Last year, around this time, I told you the real story of Thanksgiving. This is something that Rush Limbaugh would do every year. Almost everything that you learned in school about Thanksgiving is completely not true. About the only thing that schools get right about Thanksgiving is the gigantic feast that happened. But there's a lot more to it, and on Wednesday's program, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to read parts of William Bradford's journal, and we're going to find out what the real lesson of Thanksgiving is. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. 